calling all my footy fans from all around the globe. Straight out of NYC, this is The Line Breaker. Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome to The Line Breaker. My name is Pano. I'm Dimitri, a.k.a. Juicy. And we're here to bring you our maybe way too early, maybe just at the right time, Premier League predictions for the 2023-2024 season. Now, we're going to be doing our predicted top six and our predicted relegation team. So we're going to be picking basically nine places at the end of the day, top six, and who's going to get relegated. We're going to take turns with our picks, and whether you like them or not, hey, listen, they're our picks. It's our opinion, so that's just what we think. I could be completely wrong. I could be completely right. And if I'm completely right, I will make sure to play some sort of lottery after the fact. But that means I'll have to wait like a year. Regardless, let's get right to it, Dimitri. All right, listen. New Premier League season. Premier League is 10 days away. So, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, new season. We're going to be expecting some teams to be improving. We're going to be expecting a lot of teams, whether it's the traditional big six, whether it's some of the newcomers from last year, like your Aston Villas, your Brightons, your Newcastles. So, look, I think I have a pretty good list. I'm pretty confident with mine, my top six, and my relegation teams. How are you feeling? Selecting the, the top six, you know what that means. Ten days away from the start of the Premier League season, we got some juicy picks coming up. Juicy with the juicy picks. I like it. All right, listen, I'm going to start. I'm going with, and we're going to go from sixth to first. So we're going to start off with our top six right now. And me, coming in at number six, I have Brighton and Hove Albion. Now, I think that with some of the acquisitions that they've made this season, like Joao Pedro, I think that they've upgraded in the goalkeeper position in Van Heck. I think that they've added experience, and this is trophy-winning experience in James Milner. And I like the Daoud pick as well, the pickup, just because I think he's a solid midfielder. I think he was a, a good all-rounder at Dortmund. He could do a lot of different things. And again, I think that he'll add experience and just a good safe passer in the midfield for them. Whether or not they have any other outgoings or incomings is to be seen, but if there's one thing that I know from watching him firsthand and watching in preseason, I think no matter what, I think they're set in the midfield with guys like Billy Gilmore, who was fantastic against Chelsea, and I think he's been good in preseason overall. Billy Gilmore's my boy, Scottish Chavi. They call him a Scottish Iniesta, but he's a Scottish Chavi to me. Big Billy Gilmore fan, just because, you know, former Chelsea boy, number 27, you know, and he's on the shorter side. I just, I see myself in him if I was Scottish and actually good at football. Regardless, that's my pick at number six, Brighton and Hove Albion. I think that they can continue their good form this season, and I think that their acquisitions are good enough to stay in the European places. That's obviously inferring or predicting that one of the top five teams, top four teams, is going to win the FA Cup. Or the League Cup, one of those. Whichever one, that usually gets a slot for European places. If one of those big teams wins it, then it goes to the sixth place team. So, short story long, Brighton and Hove Albion, number six. Did not long story short? It was the short story and I made it long. That's, that was the point. I was talking too much. I was talking too All much. Right. For my team coming in to sixth this upcoming season... 
improving year over year slightly from seventh place last year to sixth place this year. I have Aston Villa with the additions of Musa Diaby, Paul Torres, and picking up Yuri Tillemans. I think they added they added some depth for their European competition games this year, but enough to keep them competitive during the Premier League next year and also finishing in sixth, in my opinion. <clears throat> so you like Aston Villa. Musa Diaby's good. I don't know if I'm so sold on Pau Torres, just as an upgrade overall for their defense, even though he's a good player, big name. I don't know how much he moves the needle for them. But okay, Aston Villa. All right. Coming in at number five for me, I have Newcastle United. Now, I have them dropping out of the top four because I do think that one of the sleeper teams from last season is going to improve and is going to sneak into the top four this year. I have Newcastle United finishing fifth because I still think that they have a good team. Not much of the team has changed from last year in a good way in that they haven't really lost any big pieces and they're only gaining pieces. But I do think that just because of the other teams that are going to do better this upcoming season, I have Newcastle United finishing fifth. The team I have finishing fifth this upcoming Premier League season is Manchester United. <clears throat> These additions they made, I, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Doesn't do them justice. Three weeks in, we're going to hear Glazers out. Fans are going to be walking out. We're going to be it's, seeing Norwich scarves, right? <laughs> it, it's a mess. Hojlin? Hoyland. 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 Sorry. Not, not sold. Syria attacks, but... I'm going to save this one for somebody's second pick. <laughs> but not sold. Mason Mount mm, doesn't do it for me. I have them dropping to fifth year over year. And they won't be in a Champions League spot. It is interesting that you say Manchester United finishing fifth because according to the expected points table on understat.com, which measures expected goals, expected goals assists, and expected points... And basically just compares season on season where teams finished, where teams maybe should have finished based on expected points, which is essentially basically using expected goals, using expected goals assists, and seeing how teams maybe should have actually performed in certain games. They come up with expected points. So according to Understat, Manchester United should have actually finished sixth last year on expected points. So it's interesting that you put them at fifth. I like it. I like the pick. Even though I don't agree with it, I respect it. I'm going to move on to my number four. It's a team that, as much as I don't like them as a team, just as a club in general, I respect it, and I really like the moves that they're making this year. It's got to be Liverpool for me, Liverpool getting back into the top four. I think that they've gotten rid of some pieces that you know maybe didn't belong there anymore, like Fabinho. Obviously, they got rid of um, Henderson. Henderson, who... I was not crazy about. Milner is gone now. They got rid of a lot of the old guys. And I'm for, Firmino, there we go. And I think that they've probably had one of the best transfer windows so far in terms of adding midfielders. We expect them to add Romeo Lavia as well. I mean, it seems like he's dead set sold on, on Liverpool. So with them adding a midfield of Romeo Lavia at the base, and then you have McAllister and Shabashlai. I got it this time go um i think that's one of the best midfields in the premier league 
maybe it's a little defense light, but I still I like it as a midfield. I think they creep into the top four. I think they finish fourth. The team that I have finishing in fourth is Newcastle. I know, I know you don't like the addition of Tenali. You, you went on a whole rant the first episode. But I think, you know, he won't be a needle mover, but he's going to be good enough to keep them in the top four. He's going to keep them competitive. They also recently added Harvey Barnes. I think Bruno's really going to take it up a notch this year, playing Champions League and Premier League again, obviously, and keeping them in the top four. I have Newcastle keeping a Champions League spot and finishing fourth this upcoming Premier League season. Now, I'm going to go with why I don't think that's going to happen, just because you know I'm, I'm definitely going to be taking the reins on this this episode, um, trying to prove Dimitri wrong at every point. Newcastle United incomings from their team last year, or from, from their team. You got Sandra Tonali, Yanka Bimente, and Harvey Barnes. I don't think those are pieces that are going to keep you in the top four. Personally, again, this is my opinion. You can disagree with it, and I might be wrong. Who knows? We'll see in a year, but or less than a year. But at the end of the day, I don't think that these are pieces that are, are going to keep them in the top four because there are teams, like I said, who are improving this year. Last year was a weird year in terms of Premier League underperformers. You have, obviously, the obvious one being Chelsea, although I don't have them in my top six. You have teams like Liverpool, who were a sleeper last year, completely under underperformed. I think that they've made points moving, you know, points improving moves this transfer window, whereas I don't think Newcastle has. I think that they maybe have, have taken a step back. You know, they've lost St. Maximin. They've lost players like I believe they loaned out. Yep, I see Jamal Lewis, who obviously was more of a, he was more of a bench player, but seeing it now, maybe they haven't lost too much. They have, but, they have a lot of size. Adding to Nali, too, to put crosses into the box. Three out of their back four are over six foot. I think six three. Is Dimitri just, loves the tall Outside defenders. of Trippier, I think the smallest back is six three. Isaac's tall. I think Tanali's pretty tall. For, he, is, uh, I, th I think he's six feet, at least. So you're going to have crosses being swung in. Flying headers, I, I think... It's 5'11". I, I think six feet with cleats. I six think, feet with Air Maxes. <laughs> I think set pieces, Newcastle's going to be dangerous. And that's going to play to their advantage in the Premier League. And I like that. Now that we're really in, the, in our top four picks, um, you know, it's, we're going to expand a little bit more on them. Just because, you know, obviously these, these, are, these are big picks right here. Um, but again, I don't agree with Dimitri, but I respect it. My third place team, and this I know Dimitri wholeheartedly with his chest because he's a closet supporter of this team. My pick for third place is Arsenal. Now, it's slightly just I have a feeling and also just because I'm not as crazy about their summer moves barring Declan Rice as maybe other people are. I think that it's going to be mostly about the other two teams ahead of them playing better than them. Whereas, like, I don't think it's so much, oh, Arsenal just have a down year. Again, last year was an off year for a lot of teams. Even Manchester City were not great the first half of last year, last season. So, new season, I'm expecting teams to turn it up from the beginning, certain teams, some of the sleeper teams. Even Manchester City, I think, is a little bit more settled now in terms of how they want to play unless Pep just completely changes it again. 
So I think Arsenal is going to finish third. Wrong. <laughs> Finishing third this upcoming Premier League season will be Liverpool. As you mentioned, that midfield is strong. It's young. They got fresh legs. And under that Klopp system, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for the rest of the league. And that's, that's, why, that's what I think will push them into third this upcoming year. That strong midfield. And then you have Darwin Nunez and Mo Salah obviously being the goal scorers and being that end product. I, I think Darwin Nunez also has a better year this year. I think he'll be good. He, he, he will have a better year. You, you, see, you see why they paid the money that they did for him. I know, like, I feel like every striker now just on Twitter, if they do something dumb or they have a miss, they just get memed out. Like, I, I think he'll do better. I see the pieces there. He definitely has a lot of pieces to his game that are conducive to having success in the Premier League. So I can see him doing well. And I agree, look. Heavy metal football, that Jurgen Klopp heavy metal football, you need young, hungry, aggressive talent, and they've added to that this year. So, can't argue with that. I have no issue you putting Liverpool third. You know, I could see it happening. Now, my second place pick, which Dimitri also does not agree with, it's it's kind of the opposite, the converse. No, no tax here. Um, <laughs> it is... Manchester United. I have Manchester United finishing second, and I will tell you why right now, Dimitri. My number one thing as to why is Andre Onana. I love this buy. I wish that Chelsea had got him. I'm annoyed that Chelsea didn't get him. Um, I think that he's going to be a major key to Ten Hag playing the way that he wants. I think that De Gea was a major liability in this regard, especially in the first phase of play. And the best part about Onana is that you don't have to worry about the first first phase. He can skip. He can break lines. Onana is a goalkeeper who is a line breaker. I guess a line breaker seal of approval. Onana is a line breaker. Their goalie is a line breaker. That brings a whole new dimension to your team. In addition to the fact that now they seem a little bit more settled in who they want to be playing. Looks like Maguire is completely out of the equation now. You got Lisa. He's doing well. One of the best ball-playing center backs in the league. You have a settled defense. You have Mason Mount in the midfield with Casemiro. Mason Mount probably going to do the dog work in the midfield. He'll help a lot, uh, help out a lot in the midfield defensively, I think, to allow Casemiro and Bruno Fernandes to do their thing. And going forward, they have Rasmus Hoyland, who, although the stats don't back it up, um, only nine goals last year in Serie A, I think that the eye test says, I think you could do a job. He's probably better than Val Veghorst. I think that Aaron, Eric Ten Hag had this team playing well without a really good number nine. And Hoyland looks promising. Again, nothing crazy from Serie A stats. And you could argue that Serie A attacks means he'll score less than nine goals. But I just think it's, it's still an upgrade off Val Veghorst. Serie A attacks aside. I think they're going to have a good year. I think Rashford, as long as he stays healthy, is going to continue his good form. Still not sold on Anthony, Anthony, which is why I don't have them finishing first. Um, but overall, I think that they are, they're going to have a good year. I, I like Manchester United finishing second. The team I have finishing second for this upcoming season is the other team in Manchester. Manchester City. As we went through with the other big clubs in the Premier League, Liverpool, Manchester United, 
and City. I think City hasn't had as good of a transfer window as these other big clubs, which I think will hold them back. Now, you could say, you know, they finished first last year. The other teams have to catch up to them. And I think the other teams did make great efforts and great improvements to compete even better this year. And City has, who did they, who did they get? Kovacic? Am I missing some, someone, somebody else? Gavardiol is likely to happen, although I know everyone's roasting Fabrizio Romano right now for like not being 100%. But it's, I would say it's 95% sure to happen. So they got Gavardiol. That's the other. They've lost Mares. Who was good early on in the year. They lost Gundogan. Mars was important overall. But yeah, so they lost two pieces. They gained Kovacic, who to me is a downgrade on, on Gundogan. And, and Holland does not have the same year he has he had last year, which I think also holds them back and is a difference maker down the stretch. I mean, could you blame Holland for not having the same year he had last year? You can't blame him, but it, it factors in. Can't blame him, but it factors in for sure. Yeah. So you have Manchester City finishing second. Yep. All right. Well, on that note, I have Manchester City finishing first. They are winners. They are currently, whether they don't have Gundogan or not, um, or Mares, they currently have the best team in the world. They were the best team in the world last year, and I think that the big reason why they will continue to play well is one person and one person only, and that is Pep Guardiola. He's a genius. He will figure it out when, you know, basically he feels like he doesn't have all the pieces. He lost his best attacking fullback last year in Cancelo after he got unsettled, and he figured it out. And he walked the Premier League at the end by just absolutely demolishing everyone the second half of the year. Um, even though Erling Holland maybe doesn't have the same year he does, they have another fantastic player playing forward for their team, and that's Julian Alvarez, who I'm a huge fan of. And at the end of the day, they also have some young players who might step up. Obviously, they have guys like Rodri and Kevin De Bruyne who are in there. Who knows, maybe Calvin Phillips, after a year of learning pet ball, kind of comes into the team, starts playing well. We don't know. We don't know because Grealish didn't play a lot his first season. And then he picked it up. I don't think Julian's really going to see the field a lot either. Maybe he plays more out wide because Mahrez isn't there. Or they've been linked recently to Jeremy Doku. So I I expect overall, I expect Manchester City to add pieces. Maybe not as many as we would expect. um, Just because business has been a little bit slow for them in regards to getting transfers in. But they still have the basic spine of the team that won the treble last year. They haven't really lost too much. They're adding probably the best or top three young ball-playing center backs in the world in Yashko Gavardiol and Pep Guardiola. It's, it's very easy. I can just say Pep Guardiola again, just Pep Guardiola. That's why I think that they win. And Kevin De Bruyne, best midfielder in the Premier League. So that's my number one pick. That is who I think is going to finish first this season in the Premier League. The team that I have finishing first for the 23-24 Premier League season is Arsenal. Although they just missed out last year, they lost by five points, terrible down the stretch. The addition of Declan Rice 
Havertz, and Jurian Timber will make them even stronger this year. I think I think it gives them enough to surpass City and lift the trophy this season. This dude is a closet Arsenal fan. I'm telling I'm telling you right now, he's a closet Arsenal fan. I this dude's bar claims he's a Barcelona fan. All year he was gassing Arsenal last year, R9, blah blah blah. Odegaard is the truth. Martinelli, this I think he's a closet Arsenal fan. I'm telling, I'm telling you right now. Remember this episode in ten months. All right, look, we'll we'll see, we'll see. But um, so that is our round out of the top six, our predicted top six. I'm gonna say it again. These are our predictions. These are our opinions. You are entitled to your own, and if you disagree with us, please roast us in the comments. I welcome it. All right. We're not talking about Italy today, so we're not going to get any hate from any Italian fans or really angry Napoli fans who don't like the idea of me saying Victor Osman would leave their club. <laughs> but anyway, that concludes our top six predictions. Now, I think it's time that we go into our relegation candidates. All right. So, I mean, look, we're obviously uh, ready to go with the season 10 days away. We picked the winners. Now let's pick our top losers. All right. And I'm going to use a lot of stats and opinions to back up my claims. I'm going to start off with my 18th place team. I was going to say 17th for a second. I think finishing in 17th place. This, I said 17th again. 18th place is going to be. Fulham FC. So that is going to be my first relegation candidate. And I'm going to give you a few reasons why. One, they haven't looked good in preseason. Um, they've looked very short of talent. They haven't brought a crazy amount in, although I do love the signing of Calvin Bassey. I thought he looked great against Chelsea. Very promising young defender. He knows England. Um, and so I think even though he's good, I don't like the incomings so much overall, and they're ha having a lot of injury issues. Obviously, Joao Palinha dislocated his arm or shoulder, so I don't know how long he's actually going to be, or how long he's going to be out for. And the big thing, their big striker, Alexander Mitrovic, is not available for this year. Uh, or not, I think he's leaving. I think he's going to go to Saudi Arabia. So, um, yeah. Um, I just, I think if they lose Mitro, they lose the goals. Yes, they replaced him with Jimenez from Wolves, Raul Jimenez. I don't think that he moves the needle for them. I don't think that he's the same thing as Mitrovic, and he hasn't been the same since his injury, unfortunately. Um, and they haven't brought anybody else in besides Bassi and Jimenez. And the big thing for me is something that's not as widely known, maybe to footy nerds like me, is that Fulham were massive overperformers last year in regards to expected goals, expected goals against, and expected points. Last year, they overperformed their expected goals by seven, and they overperformed their expected goals against, against. That means like goals that should have been scored on them by 18. So that means that they conceded 18 less goals than they should have really inflating their stats and really inflating their place on the table. And overall, 
Their expected points total, they overperformed by 12, almost 13 points. So according to last year's table, based on their expected points, they should have finished not 10th, but what is that? 16th? 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 16. They should have finished 16th. So massive overperformance. Again, I think with losing their most talented striker, them not looking super healthy over preseason, and maybe their expected points kind of going back down to normal, I think that they get relegated this year. I thought that they're going to get relegated last year. I think that they're going to get relegated this year. What do you got? At 18th, just barely escaping last season. I don't think they could manage to get out this season, uh, this upcoming season. At 18th, I have Everton. Looking at some of the stats last year, they had the second least amount of goals scored in the Premier League, only ahead of Wolves. And th there hasn't been any type of addition, any type of goal scoring addition, which I, I think can get them the goals they need to get the points, the one point here, the three points at home against maybe a bigger club. I don't, I don't see it, and I think they don't have what it takes to escape this time. I know it went down to the last match, I believe, last season. I think this season they finish 18th and get sent down. That's a good pick. Hey, listen, I, I could definitely see it. It's not my pick, but I could definitely see it. And also, important to note with my first pick with Fulham is that I was really between them and Bournemouth. Bournemouth also had a massive overperformance. In fact, Bournemouth had... A ridiculous overperformance. Bournemouth last year should have finished last, according to expected points. They should have got relegated last year. I did not put Bournemouth in my relegation uh, candidates for this year because they had a lot of good incomings, and I expect their ownership group, who is the ownership group, I believe it's Foley. He owns the Las Vegas Golden Knights. He just bought Yorion in France. I like my pronunciation there. A little French there. Um, so I think overall, I think with the buys that they had, I think that'll bring them above Fulham. So I think they're a net positive on incomings, whereas Fulham is a net negative. Um, but again, that's me talking too much. I'm going to go with my pick for 19th place. And this might shock some people, but if you look at the stats and you just look at how they performed last year, it won't surprise some people. I think Wolverhampton Wanderers are going to finish la uh, 19th place. I think they're going to get relegated because, one, I didn't think that they had a great season last year. Stats tell us that they should have finished 19th. So another team that massively overperformed their expected points. They overperformed their expected points by just about six. So they had six more points than they should have. And according to, again, the expected points graph uh, brought to you by understat.com, they should have finished 19th even though they finished 13th. That's a huge overperformance. And again, if they come back down to normal, I think that those stats, again, will go down. It seemed like Raul Jimenez was a big miss for them last year, and them losing him completely, I think, is just going just gonna to add to that. The other thing is that overall, they've lost their captain, their leader, Ruben Neves, to Saudi Arabia. And if you just watched Fulham last year, they were not fun to watch. They were a boring team. They honestly, I think, a lot like struggled to really grind through some of the results. Although I like their manager, I don't think that there's enough talent there. It doesn't seem like they're investing as much into the team as they used to when the 
the George Mendes project was really in full flow. So I think that Wolverhampton Wanderers will finally get sent back down to the championship. 19th place, Wolverhampton Wanderers. The team I have coming in 19th place, getting sent back down right away. It's a team coming up this season. Although they finished with over 100 points last season and came in first in the English Championship, is Burnley. I'm not buying the hype. I'm not buying how well they did in the second division. In the first division, everything changes. Everything's completely different. A lot of the clubs are bigger than Burnley. And I just don't think they have the right pieces and the right players to get them out of the relegation battle. I think they're going to get sent right back down in 19th. It's a good pick, too. Hey, listen, I, I can understand why you went there. I personally think that Burnley will surprise some people. I think they'll play well. I think that uh, company really coached them well last year. I, I was able to see you know, a decent amount of Burnley last year. Not, not a crazy amount, but I, was, I watched them a little bit because Ian Matson, who is currently on Chelsea's preseason tour, and he looks likely to stay. Ian Matson was the starting left wing back for Burnley last year. He was phenomenal. I think he was in the championship team of the season. He definitely won Young Player of the Year for Burnley. Um, and I like what company's doing. It seems like they have this weird sort of agreement with Manchester City, where Manchester City just sells them players for a lot of money. Telford, <clears throat> their goalie, who I think also is going to be good. So I think, I think Burnley is going to stay up. Um, but I like the pick. I can see it. Now my pick for 20th for last place I honestly, even though I picked this 20th, I feel like this is the one pick that I'm like the least sure of. Like I could see them staying up. I don't know why. It's just like more like the fairy tale feeling maybe. But like if I'm being like personally honest, like I just I don't know if they're if maybe it's a little too much too soon for them. That's going to be Luton Town. Obviously, everyone loved the story last year. 10,000 seat stadium brought the club up from non-league i believe they went straight they they went from non-league all the way up to the premier league which is awesome great story very close to london so good location um i just i think based on incomings they haven't really bought too much nothing crazy um and i just think it won't be the end of the world if they get relegated because i don't know i don't i think you might know this also is that if you get relegated in the premier league you get something called parachute payments where they basically like pay you a ton of money once you get relegated to kind of like ease the financial burden of, of losing the Premier League TV money. So they'll be able to like reinvest that money right away into their squad or into their infrastructure and maybe be a little bit more prepared for the following season to get promoted back in. So actually, I, I think it might not even be the end of the world for their owners. They seem like very smart people. Um, they just they want to do it their way little by little. So I just I don't think Luton has enough quality just yet. Obviously, they scraped through via the championship playoffs. I think that they're going to be the 20th place team. I don't think that they're going to be the worst Premier League team ever. We've seen quite a few of those. But I do think that they will finish 20th and get relegated. So 20th place, Luton Town. I'm going to have to agree with that pick. I have Luton finishing 20th as well. Although, First time he's agreed with me all day. Although, I do hope they stay up. I, I think just... Where the, how the stadium is, the atmosphere, I think it's going to be something a lot of people are going to tune into, a lot of neutrals, including myself. But I just, like Bono said, I don't think they have what it takes this season, and they're also going to be sent uh, right back down. 
I think overall, this last pick, Dimitri and I are like very open to being proven wrong. You know, these are the kind of this is the kind of story that like yeah, we think they're gonna get relegated, but if there's any team that we hope doesn't get relegated, it's probably Luton Town, obviously. So and hopefully Chelsea. I don't have them in my top six. Okay, what did I tell you in the other in the other video? I said I'll be happy with improvement. We'll go with top ten this year. They could break into top the top ten. half of the table. Top ten for sure. Tottenham's uh, falling out of the top. 10. Uh, I'll be I'll be happy. But um, but yeah. So that is our top six and relegation battle candidates. Um, again, what we want to know is who do you think is going to finish in the top six in the comments below. I want you to let us know who do you think is going to finish in the top six and who do you think is going to get relegated. Let us know if you think that we're idiots and our picks are terrible. Let us know if you agree. Whatever it is, we want to know what you guys think. So let us know in the comments down below. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, hit us up on Instagram, on Threads on YouTube, put it in the comments. You you let us know. We want to know your opinions. So definitely, we want to hear what you think, what our fans think about what's going to happen in the Premier League this year. We're looking forward to it 10 days away. I'm so excited. I'm like so, so excited. The preseason, you know, the Premier League summer series, being at the stadium in Philly, watching Chelsea, watching Brighton, it got me excited for the Premier League season. It got me hyped. So listen... We're really hyped right now. 10 days away, Premier League season. We have our predictions in. Now, on that note, this was the line breaker giving you our 2023-2024 Premier League season predictions. I'm Pano. I'm Dimitri, aka Juicy. And we're out of here.